Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast. Your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boulay. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boulay, as always, as we continue on with the player review slash preview series for this offseason and getting to probably the one we've been looking forward to the most over the last little bit. I will take any opportunity I can get to talk about Bowen Byram. I will miss zero opportunity to do that. And now it is just free reign on the kid for the next half hour. Yeah, I mean, he's he's one of those players that there is so much hype around him between just me and you talking about him of how good he could be, but we're still waiting to see the unlocked potential of what Bowen Byram can become. And that's the exciting part, but also the terrifying part, if that makes sense, because you have a player who could be a first pair defenseman, but at the same time, he hasn't reached that yet in three years. And the biggest reason why is the dude can't stay on the ice. Yeah. Bo Byram is just, he's still such a mystery box because you see all that upside. And upside-wise, to me, I think Bowen Byram can be a top 10 defenseman in the NHL and can be a perfect partner for Kale McCarr and terrorize the league together for the next 15 years. There's also the possibility that, for whatever reason, it just doesn't work out that way and injuries get in the way. But one of the things I really also love about Byram even if he never takes a step from this point on, if he stays the exact same player for the next 10 years, that is a really good second pair defenseman. Yeah, it's one of the best, man. Like that's the part that is is exciting because he, he could easily take that next step and be Kale McCarr's partner for the next 10 years. But if worst case scenario is he's a top second pair defenseman, you can live with that. And his contract he just signed is good second D-man money. Yeah. And you have that for two seasons at fair money. We'll worry about that contract later because there's so much that still has to come into play with that. But you can't talk about Bo without talking about the fact that in three seasons, pretty much what should have been two and a half full seasons because he came in pretty early in the first one, the shortened season, but took a pretty serious concussion that didn't come back until pretty late in the year and didn't even play in the playoffs, even though he was healthy. And then last year looks like he's ready to fully break out in the league does for a little bit, suffers another concussion, knocks him out for most season comes back for the playoffs is excellent in the playoffs. One of the main reasons we end up beating Tampa in game six and winning that Stanley cup. And then we go back to last season where once again, it's just, this is going to be the year for Bo. And it wasn't a concussion this time. It was something else that knocked him out for months at a time. But when Bo was here, those flashes are just so 
constant. You can see it from him every time he's on the ice. He's not perfect yet. There are some kinks to his game that still need to be worked out. But that upside, if you get Bo Byron for an 82-game season, it is one of the biggest X factors of this entire season. If, if he, he can, can do that. Yeah, if he can play 82 games, the, this team is going to be set defensively. It's just the the concussions, you can't hold that again. That's just bad luck. Like the, one of them was a dirty hit by Keegan Colasar, and then I believe it was, was it Bo Horvath who caught him with a stray elbow or was I it believe, JT Miller? It was one of the two. I want to say Horvath, but I'm not 100% yeah. sure on that. But it, that, it was it a stray, was a, yeah, it was a stray elbow, and it got him and it gave him another concussion. It was a stray him. spinning elbow. Yeah. That one. So he, he gets those, and there's not much you can do about those. The, the brain heals in different ways. We've had this conversation about both for so long. But then this past year, I want to say it was lower body. I want to say it was lower body. Uh, and it caused him to miss pretty much half the season. He only ends up playing 42 games last season, which somehow is a career high for him. By, by like a pretty significant yeah, margin. By significant margin. So maybe we continue on this path where it's like he's going to play 65 games this year. But even if you get 65 games out of Bo Byram, that's an improvement in my opinion. Getting even like 60 games out of Bo will probably be enough to really show what he can do in the future. I mean, yeah. I'm talking... I think a perfect world you're getting 75 to 82 games. He's used up all of the injury bad luck early in his career, and he can finally, without disruption, really start to show what he can do. Because we, we've we seen what Bo Byram can do. It's nothing short of excellent. It's electric, dude. When Bo Byram's on his game, it, there is, like, if Kale McCarr didn't play on his team, he would be one of the most exciting defensemen to watch in the NHL. Yeah, and he's exciting for all of, the different reasons like kale very smooth amazing skater can get around anyone byram has that edge to his game he reminds me of nathan mckinnon in that way where they both just have that fire when they're on the ice and sometimes it's been to his detriment but more recently as he's grown into his body and physically matured it really does allow him to to make his mark on the game and he has all of the talent his shooting talent has started to come together i mean we, for the last couple of seasons, talked about how this guy just can't put pucks in the back, of the net, especially <laughs> in the cup run, just yep. couldn't put him in. He put up 10 goals last year in 42 games. Like he, he started the season pretty strong and he started putting pucks in the back of the net towards the end of the season as well. His upside is just so scarily high. And if you can get it together for close to a full season, it's, it's kind of scary to picture what that could actually be like for a kid who is a fresh 22. He was on pace for a 20 goal season and almost 50 points. If he plays all 82 games last year, that that is absurd. That was more than what Devon Taves was on pace for. Right? He, he has the offensive potential to do that. Uh, for me, it's still, you just need to see some of the defense improve, but that comes with time. You're not a perfect defender like Kale McCarr right when you come into the league. It takes time to learn that. But I, I still just laugh because I remember vividly in that cup run talking about, dude, if Bo Byron could just hit the fucking net, I was, he would have like five goals because he was playing so well in that cup run. And I want to say it was game four before Kadri scored. Didn't he hit the crossbar in overtime? I think he did. I'm th I think more of the Oilers series when I, when I think of how he just couldn't score because there was definitely one in Edmonton where he like rang one off the post missed an open net like to the point where I was convinced he was going to score the the series winner yeah. that eventually had us move on I couldn't believe he couldn't even get one 
in yeah, those could get one. And then even this pass playoff run, you think he finally gets one and it's fucking called back on an offside. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Rodriguez was like finally, this finally far offside. But he's still waiting for it. But in the playoffs, he's been nothing short of great yeah. so far. I think this and, I think this playoff was not great for him, but there were several players that struggled in the playoff this year. And in the cup run, when it really mattered, he was excellent. This year in the playoffs, there showed some holes in his game that could use some work in the offseason. You've brought up defensively, it's not a finished product yet. He has the physicality, he has the smarts, he's got the skill for it, but it just seems like that's still meshing together. Where there are certain plays he makes that if Sam Gerard made that play, it everyone would, be, would freak out. Everyone would freak out about it. But because Bo still has the shiny new toy factor and that incredibly high upside that we give him a pass a lot of the time. There are times in front of the net where he doesn't always he doesn't always box out the guy in front of the net and doesn't always make the smartest player the smartest pass. But that also comes with the territory of this guy broke into the league at a very young age with high expectations and has not really been able to have a full consistent season. There are going to be mistakes, but this coming season is the year where it starts to not be cute anymore. You get a couple of seasons and you get to make your mistakes. You get to be young and you get to learn. As you start to hit your your fourth season in the league, technically his third planned to be third full season in the league, this is when it does need to start to come together and you start to show that real top pair potential, especially now while you still have Devontae's having Bo Byram start to hit that top pair echelon gives this team another level. Yeah. And like going, touching back on the playoffs part that you were talking about, did he play a good amount of time with Manson in the playoffs? If I remember right, the corpse of Josh Manson, that was in the playoffs. Like Manson and yeah, I can't hold that too much against him for that because Manson is when healthy, those two are a great pair, but Manson was playing at like 20% in the playoffs, which hindered Bo, I think a little bit, but the defensive finished product, like it's, it's crazy to think he's only 22. Like that is like very weird to think. And he's a fresh 22, like you said. So like, is there a defenseman who came in outside of Kale McCarr, just right out of fresh out of juniors, who was just a polished defender right away? I mean, like Luke Hughes is the closest one I can think of. And even then two games, I'm not going to. Well, and he went to college. He went and played two years of college. So did McCart. Yeah. But for Bo, I mean, Bo totally took over the world juniors that season. Yep. And pretty much cemented a spot on his team at that point. Like remember Ian Cole in the Ian Cole trade for, for Greg Pattern. I got reminded of that on Puck Dooku the other day. Yeah. I was looking at that one too. I put Pattern on there for Puck Dooku as well. I did. did It was like 0.1. I was like, let's go. We got got the one percenter on that one. Yeah. But you knew that it was his time when that trade happened. And I'm, I completely agree with you that this year really is like, okay, you just play 65 games, dude. Just play 65 games because what you've shown is that you can be a top pair defenseman, but you just have not been able to stay on the ice and continue the production that you've shown you can do. And I love that you brought it up. Like if Gerard made those mistakes, everyone would freak out. Um, but with Byram, I, I think he just kind of gets that pass just because he is still that that brand new toy. But now he's got a big boy contract. So he's going to have to, some expectations are going to be on Byram this year. And the abs are going to need him to stay healthy because like we've talked about 
in the Taves and McCarwin, if either of these guys go out and miss significant time, there's no one to fill the shoes of these three. Yeah, I mean, there's a real chance that Bo Byram, it could be the other way around this year, that if there are injuries in front of him, he's going to be relied on for a massive role this season. If anything happens to Devon Taser, God forbid, Kale McCarr, the spotlight is on Bo and Byram. He needs to be able to step into that role because there's not going to be anybody else that that has that same capability. And there have been times where Byram gets put in the spotlight and actually thrives in it very well. The Really, the only knock you can have against Bo has been his availability, and a lot of that is just dumb bad luck. If he can just avoid that this season of no fault of his own, I truly do think that we could be in for a very special season from Bo. I do too. I do too. And touching back on something else you said too earlier, like he's a lot like Nathan McKinnon and that kind of drives me crazy because who did he fight on the wild last year? Was it Boldy? I'm picturing it. I I think it was Boldy. I have the fight in my head, but the the face is blank. Yeah. I I think, I think it was Boldy. I think legitimately everyone in Avs nation was like, Bo, just go down, dude. Like I, I do not need you taking a punch right now to the face. And getting hurt. But I think Bednar said after that, like you you can't take out the competitor in Bo. Like he is just yeah. a, a competitor. And it can sometimes be a flaw, but also we've talked about that. Remember the Panthers game a couple of years ago where he was just right in the middle of it with Radko Gudis? I was just thinking about that. Like yeah. he and, and this was a kid who was coming fresh off of those concussions that first year. And was not afraid to to mix it up with some tough guys in the league like Radko Gudis, like shoving them and laughing at them. Yeah. That was really one of the plays where it just really hit me. Like this kid is different yeah. where a lot of those kids, they play timid coming into the NHL or they try too hard in that area because they lack certain skills to make it in the NHL. So they overcompensate with physicality and trying to be a pest. That's just who Bo is. He doesn't take shit from anyone. And also he just so happens to be an incredible hockey player. It's very rare you have both of that. But with the additions the Avs have made in this offseason, hopefully Bo's not fighting this year. I, I would he love for him to, to keep his gloves on. That would be ideal in my world, but it's it's going to be interesting. Uh, last year, I thought he, he struggled a little bit, taking a lot of penalties. I mean, he had 38 penalty minutes alone last year. Or excuse me, that, that was for his career. Nope, I'm looking at his playoffs. I'm just all over the place. He had 38 penalty minutes last year, which for a defenseman who only played 42 games, that's almost a penalty minute a game. Yeah, right. that's That's got to come down. Yeah, and also going back to the fight thing, Bo Byram's had three fights in his NHL career where we were right, it was Matt Boldy against Minnesota, and then he had another fight a month later fighting Michael Pozzetta against Montreal. Like, there are certain times where it's just, I appreciate what you're trying to do, but you shouldn't be the one having to take care of this. No, we don't need you to do that, Bo. And the funny part is, in, in that Montreal game, was that away or home? This was a way we were in Montreal. Yeah. Remember that goal he scored in that game? Yeah. Yeah. Like th- that's the Bo Byram we want to see like year round. And I don't need you dropping the gloves. Did you have a Gordie Howe hat trick in that game? Am I remembering that right? Did you have an assist? I'm now, now you're saying it. Now I feel like it's starting to, to come back to me again. But I mean, that game was a blowout at that point. Regardless. Yeah, he didn't. He only had a goal. Yeah. Only the goal and the, you know, the seven penalty minutes. Yeah. So that that's one thing I want to see Bo get a little bit better at, and that's going to come with the maturing as a defensive player is less penalty minutes, 
less time in the box because again, you're losing Eric Johnson as a penalty killing defenseman. You have Jack Johnson, you have Kale McCarr and Devon Taves, Josh Manson. I mean, there's going to have to be some Bo Byram on the PK. He's going to have to get better. And, yeah. Cause right now I would probably rank him last of the six defensemen on the roster to be a PK defenseman. Yeah. I mean, Gerard has even gotten like significant penalty kill time right. in the past. And Again, I'm going to say it like this is the season where you lose a lot of the baby fat of Bo Byram. Like now there's responsibilities. Now guys are gone. Now you are pretty much penciled in as number three, I'd want to say, on this defensive core. I feel like there's some arguments to be made either way, but I personally would have Bo number three on this roster right now. And with that comes expectations. You've got the $3.8 million. You you can be extended next season if you have a really good year and can get yourself some big money. And everyone, myself included, is still holding out hope that not only is he going to turn into a top pair defenseman, but one of the top pair defensemen in the NHL. And there are still some steps that need to be taken for that to be the case. It would be a cheat code if we lose Devon Taves and then replace him with a better partner. <laughs> well, that's also, I mean, that's also the thing is like this could be the last season, like we've talked about, of yeah. Devon Taves. And the saving grace and the reason that you m- just might be okay with that happening is because you have a 22-year-old Bo Byram that you're okay potentially giving a long-term contract if these next two seasons he comes out and he proves it. Because even if, let's say, it goes perfectly and two years from now you're giving him more than what you would have given Devontae's, that's still fine because when he signs that contract, he'll be 24 so if he signs an eight-year deal, he'll be 32 when that thing ends instead of like 39 or what it would have been for, for Taze at that point. It, that, that's what it would have been, but also that's what scares me about Byram and McCarr playing together is I feel like Byram's still just a little too reckless for, to play with Kale, and I feel like it kind of hinders Kale a little bit. But yeah, I mean, I, I think right now having Taze is a luxury that allows you to keep those two apart and yeah. giving Byram a Josh Manson to play with or even Jack Johnson sometimes or even Eric Johnson sometimes in the past has really allowed him to to flourish in his offensive game. Yeah, like that that is what Bo Byram can do. But is he going to be able to take that next step to become a full rounded player in he, like you said, this is really the last year he gets a chance to have like the training wheels on because who knows what's going on with the Devontae situation. You're going to need Bo Byram to be a top pair defenseman. You're going to need him to be one more than likely next year. So he's going to have to take some significant strides going forward. And we talked about he's been in the league for three years. He's played 91 games. He hasn't had the reps. He just hasn't. Like you can't simulate a game in practice. He needs the in-game reps to become the player that we know he can turn into. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN to bet $5 and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or or visit 
www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per game. Eligible opt-in required. Max bet 50. 10-leg reg for 100% boost. Eligibility wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at DraftKings.com slash baseball terms. Now, back to the episode. And if he if he plays a full 82-game season, that's just shy of half of his entire career at that point. And we're saying all this about Bo. I fully believe that he has the tool set to turn into that. He has shown me over the last three seasons that he has that tool set to turn into the player that we're dreaming that he can be. It's just now a process of mending that all together consistently in a healthy season with no training wheels on anymore. Cause I'd argue the training wheels are off now. Like even with Devontae still here, you're still anchored to that second pair. If you're not taking those strides, it'll be fine. Cause Bo's still a very solid defenseman right now, but with Tays either getting a massive raise or leaving the time is now for this defense to be as stacked as it is with potentially three top pair defensemen. Yeah. Because that's why your offense has kind of been neglected over the last few years because you have such a strong defense. And you've invested in the defense. So right. you, you need it because, I mean, it, yeah, it's kind of weird if you think about it because what's our top pair making? 13. Our second pair is now making seven. And our third pair is making just short of six. So it, it's... It's going to be interesting to see what this team does uh, because going in from last year, we thought the defense was the strongest part of this team. Now there's some question marks going into this year with the defense core because you don't have the depth that you had and you're anticipating both Manson and Byram to come back and play at least 60 games. Like you're going to need them to play 60 games minimum or else this team's fucked next year (laughs) defensively. They're fucked. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty if you have the same issues as you did last year. I mean, to be fair, most teams losing two significant defensemen is going to hurt them a lot. But you're the way this team is built right now, you have even less room to to operate with injuries. And for Byram, I still think that this is going to be a season where he has those opportunities to succeed. He's going to be put in opportunities, potentially maybe even on the top power play every now and again, or maybe quarterbacking power play too, every now and again. And there are going to be times I think he is going to get bumped up to play with Kale McCarr this season because they're going to want to see, like, what does this look like? What are we going to get out of this? Because if you can bump Devontae's down, like if Byram does work on the top pair with Kale, why not just start that as soon as you can? And also we've seen Taze and Gerard work just very well in the past. Yeah. Very, very well. It, it's if Bo can take over that top D pair role, it opens so many more options. I feel like in the defensive situations, because then you just have another minute eater in Devon Taves. And we've seen with Taves, he plays well with pretty much anyone. Right? He's, he, he's just a master that way. And if he's playing second line minutes and he's still playing 25 minutes, you have three defensemen playing 25 plus minutes. You're looking pretty damn solid. 
Yeah, and you'd have no problem with that at all. I mean, I think the only downside to way this defense is sometimes like we've seen Byron and Gerard play together in the past. Doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Like the chemistry's not there. The play style collaboration isn't there. I feel like with the way those two play, they they always have the guy to back them up. Where we've seen Eric Johnson with Gerard in the past, we've seen Manson with Byron in the past. It allows them to activate and get into the play. And I feel like when they play together, there's that hesitation of like, who's going to be the one to do that? Because Gerard is still good defensively, but like, should Bo be the one back? Cause Gerard might be a little puck, better puck mover right now, but Bo probably skates a little better. Like there's that hesitation that I feel like hinders them at times. And it's, you have two guys who I feel like are pretty easy to box out in front net front presence with these two. Like yeah. if there's one flaw for both of them, it's what they, they're not great in front of the net and yeah. you need that big body to go in there and clear out the trash. So I'm looking forward to Bo this season. I, I, I really am. I think he's going to have a very good year and like, I think 10 goals is pretty high for him. I don't know if he's going to be able to surpass that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? You think he can get more than 10 goals this year? I think he can. I think he was probably shooting a little high towards the yeah, end. He was shooting of the 15% if, last year. But if we're talking a full season and a lot of his offensive skills come together, yeah, I think 10 is, I think, obviously a benchmark for him. I think that should be the standard for a healthy Bo Byram season, probably maybe more along the lines of 15. If we're talking 75-82 games, I think Byram has shown he's capable of putting 15 goals in the yeah. back of the net potentially more but i don't want to start raising that yet until he fully shows that he can do that but i i think 15 is on the board for him because he scores in a lot of different ways we've seen him kind of also get to the front of the net and bang in some dirty goals every now and again which i think catches a lot of teams by surprise for a defenseman we've seen him be able to get some shots through from the point we've seen him on breakaways he has a lot of ways that he can score and I think there's going to be times this season where he's going to be in charge of the second power play at times and find some ways to get pucks in there too. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you. 10 is like the benchmark for Bo. If he can get more than that, that's kind of just a cherry on top for me. But if he can be around like 50, 55 points this year, that is a really, really good year for him. And he has the talent to do it. He, he has the talent to do it. He's going to have the playmakers around him to do it. I don't think it'd be crazy to say he gets 50 next year. I don't, think, I don't think that's crazy at all. He's been well on pace to do that in the past. I mean, looking at this season, he was third among defensemen in points per game at 0.57 behind only Kale McCarr and Devontae's. But I think 50, yeah, I think he can definitely go out there and do that, especially if he continues to grow. And he's got some pretty good mentors in front of him too. Yeah. yeah seeing what Kale McCarr can do in practice, playing behind Devontae and seeing all the smart plays that he makes and everything. It definitely helps a, a young player grow. It does. And uh, the only reason I was just raising my eyebrows, I was looking at another defenseman's stats because I was looking at that minus 10. That's rough. Um, that's next episode. <laughs> yeah, that's next episode. Um yeah, I, the the mentor thing I think is really what's going to help Bo. Like, there's no better person to learn from than Kale McCarr, because I think Bo has some Kale McCarr in him, but not the he doesn't have the same skill level as Kale, but he has some in him, and I really do think 50 is attainable for him. 
Right. And I think Bo also brings something that Kale doesn't, where Kale has all of that skating talent and all of that skill. It's like we talked about, like Bo has that McKinnon fire in him where he's not afraid to mix it up. He's not afraid to get to the dirty areas. And I, I think the net front thing is going to improve a lot. This oh, year. yeah, I do, too. He just needs to get strong. Dude, he's 22, yeah. man. Like, like, It's crazy, man. You aren't fully like developed because what? I think most men fully develop by like 25, 26. Yeah, like the, around that time. Damn, and I'm already just, peaked, bro. I it peaked. Just, it's all downhill yeah. from here. <laughs> it just seems like such an anomaly for, for Byram to struggle so much in front of the net where he is just so fearless everywhere else on the ice, on the boards, hitting people in open ice, taking hits in open ice dropping the gloves every now and again i think it's like some people look at that like oh it's like it's a it's a softness it's a mental thing like no i think sometimes you just you have to learn how to do it like there there comes a certain manner of doing it right and i think bo tries hard in front of the net i just think he still needs to learn certain things because he's still developing because i feel like when he you go on such a run like byram did in the stanley cup run and have like the perfect game that he did in game six and getting all of those even strength minutes against the lightning. You forget that there are still things to learn for him. And that's very scary that Byram is probably very far from a finished product and is already this good, like well over half a point per game as a defenseman and could probably be a top pair guy on most teams right now. I would say if not for two of, the top 10 defensemen, one of them being number one in the NHL, blocking him from being there. And you just, you look at all the upside that this guy has. We've, we've said it at nauseam this episode, like you can't help, but really get your hopes up that if that all comes together this season, it's just another guy on this team that helps push them to another level where you have McKinnon, you have Rantanen, you have Makar, you have Devon and if you can put Bo Byram into that mix as just the t- best top pair in the world gets off the ice and over the boards comes Bo and Byram, it gives this team just another element that other teams can't match. They can't match. And I, all I want for next year for Bo is to have a healthy Josh Manson. If he can have a healthy Josh, we saw how good they were in the playoffs, man. Like that pair works. They work really fucking well. And if you can get both those players to play 65 games, you're going to have the best top four defenseman. Like no one's gonna be able to roll out a one, two punch line defensively. Yeah. I think the, I think the only team that can make an argument is the hurricanes. Yeah. And yeah. But they have then, like 20 defensemen on their roster. <laughs> but if we're talking pure top four defensemen, like if Byram rounds out into form, I'm, I'm taking the abs. Yeah. It's it would go from being a question mark going into the season with this defense core to okay we're good now we have Gerard as our fifth and then you just kind of rotate in a sixth whoever whether that's Jack Johnson Sam Malinsky Brad Hunt. I mean it's like most things we've talked about on this entire series is like health is a big thing going into next year. If this team can stay healthy, they're going to win the division. But we've seen over the last couple of years like that just doesn't happen. There's like one to two teams a year that gets good like luck on health. Two years ago was Calgary. Last year was Dallas. One of these years is going to be us. Hasn't been. Uh, I don't know if I do that. I just love how the fact we go from like the top players where it's like, yeah, if they could play 75 games and now we're getting down to Byram and Manson who have been hurt a lot. It's like, if we can get 65, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> I would be over the moon if yeah. you could, if you can hover around 70 with Bo Brown. Cause like, again, stuff happens. 
You're going to get sick. You're going to take a puck to the hand. It happens. If you can hover around 70 games with Bowen Byram, I think we're, we're in for a treat. Agreed. Agreed. And I, I am just more excited to see how, because I know he's going to be good, dude. I know he is. And I just want to see it already. So let's, let's wrap up this episode. Where are you at grade wise for Byram last year? It's, it's hard to give him a grade because when he was playing, he, he just shows those flashes of brilliance, but the, I get, it feels wrong knocking someone for injuries that are out of their control. I still feel like I'm hovering around that B territory because he, we wanted a healthy season. That's just not always in your control, but when he was there, there are some things that still need to be worked out, but he was still excellent when he was on the ice last year. I would give him a B plus. I didn't like his playoff, so I'm gonna put him at a B. Dude, I hate that we are so similar. I, I I'm with a B too. Like th- that's exactly where I'm at with him. And all those points you just mentioned, uh, outside of the playoffs where he was playing with the the corpse of Josh Manson or, or EJ, I I don't hold that too much against him. It's just I know this by if next year we're doing the same thing and he has the season we talked about, it's gonna be an A to an A plus. Yeah. So a B feels like a bad grade to give him. Yeah, it fe- it feels fair to me. My it's hot fair, take- but it yeah. just it's like you know he could easily be an A. Right. My hot take for the season, I said it with Evan, is that Byram is going to make it on one Norris ballot. He's okay. if, he gets, if he gets a single fifth place vote, then I get to be right. I think he's going to have a massive season, and someone is going to have him like just on a ballot somewhere. What if Evan actually had votes for it and he put him in there fifth for you? Just for me. I'd have, yeah. I I would still be right. I'd I'm just going right. to laugh because it's going to come to it and you're going to just be scouring the ballots to see if I've got one vote. And I know you will you will take your victory lap if that's correct. Oh, so. I will absolutely take my victory lap. Yeah. I, be- I believe that if he has the season that I think he's going to have, he'll start to get some recognition. Because I think around the league, it's rare that you see people also acknowledge that Byram hasn't reached his full potential and have most people be in agreement on that. Because other fan bases, it doesn't take much for them to to jump on the bus the bus train. That's a weird sentence to say. I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. It's weird. It's weird that you don't see other fan bases usually say that this guy sucks. Like a after bus. he's been drafted, yeah, yeah. as a bust. And you you haven't really seen that with Bo. I feel like most people acknowledge that he just he's had a lot of bad luck. And if he gets a fully healthy season, like in a redraft of 2019, still goes remarkably high in that draft. Still top 10. Yeah. Cause I still I still debate in my head, like if the Avs got the number one pick and you have all the knowledge that you do right now and you know what Byram did in those playoffs, do you take Jack Hughes over Byram? knowing what Bo was doing for us in the playoffs? Uh, absolutely, I do. I take Jack Hughes. I'm sorry. I mean, Jack, I mean, I mean, Jack Hughes could, could be a heart finalist next year. I know, but like <laughs> that's the obvious answer, right? But do the Avs win the Stanley Cup with that version of Jack Hughes versus that version of Bo Byram? That's a good question. Uh, that is. But, I mean, could you imagine Jack Hughes on the Avs? Like, if we would have gotten I'm, that number I'm one not pick? Deba- <laughs> I'm not debating that, especially at $8 million. Yeah. Because that, that takes away any debate. Where it's like, oh, can you? you yes, you can. Could you imagine him as my R two C for eight years at eight million, and it's McKinnon and him just running out there? The fact that we still got Byram, like we yeah. didn't win the draft lottery, and then yeah. number one was Hughes. We didn't win any of them, so we didn't go with Kako, 
And we didn't, well, I think we would have taken Byron if we got number three. I don't think we would have taken Kirby Doc. Yeah. Th- shout out Chicago because yeah. everyone thought they were going to take Byron and they took Doc instead. So shout out Scotty Bowman. Yeah. So thanks for that. Last favor for the Avs. But even still, I mean, winning the draft lottery would have been unfair. But the fact that Byron fell to us is yeah. unfair anyway. It's a good consolation prize for yeah. getting screwed out of the number one pick two times where you should have won the number one pick. Yeah. But but both times, you got Kale McCarr and you got Bo Byram out of it. Yeah. So You could potentially get your number one D pair in next year by just getting fucked over in the draft lottery. Yeah. So, But yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't think I have anything else to say about Bo. I just want to see him be healthy for a year. That's all I want is for him to be healthy and he can turn into the player that we know we that we know he's going to be. And I'm just going to laugh so hard when he has the year we're having. It's like, yeah, we're only playing both 3.8. Like this is pretty cool. Yeah. For this season and next too. Yeah, pretty cool. And then you, and you start tugging on the collar a little bit when you start thinking about like, Oh, well there's still a contract coming after yeah. this. Yeah. For some Ooh. reason, part of my brain was like, I thought he signed for four. I thought he signed four at 3.8. And then I was oh, like, that no, would have, that would have been uh that would have been fireable from his agent for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because going into this offseason, we all were asking what that contract's going to be, and it ended up being exactly what we thought it was going to be. It, it, it's just enough time for him to prove it, and it's not going to cost the abs a ton of money yet. It's a bridge deal. Yep. It's a bridge deal, I think, at perfectly fair value that yep. gives them time to have two healthy seasons and really break into the upper echelon of defensemen in the yeah. NHL because he has all the he has all of the tools. He needs to go and do that. He's shown it in the past. Now it just all has to mend together. That's why my hopes are so high for him because he's shown all of it. It's not like he just has like a big deficiency in his game. He's just a pure offensive defenseman. He's shown all of it. And when you have all of those skills and the coaching staff that the Avalanche have and all the other talent around him, I have no reason to believe that that's just not going to meld together and work and truly turn him into something special. So that's that's why my hopes for him are just always going to be so high. Yeah, agreed. And as you can tell, uh, we've gone longer than pretty much any other player outside of the top three with Bo Byram. So <laughs> what, did you, what did you expect at this point? <laughs> if you've listened to the show long enough, you know our man crushes for Bo Byram. But yeah. uh, I got nothing else, man. I mean, I've got plenty else, but for the sake of time, we're going to wrap this one up here. Thank you all so very much for tuning in to another edition of the Teledabs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Next time, we are going to be talking about Sam Gerrard, everybody's favorite topic all the time. Everyone just loves talking about him. Everyone loves him, and there's no controversy whatsoever with him. So we're going to get into that next time. You can use promo code Teledabs it is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at GYoungsNHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay. And you can follow the show at Tell it as it is. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in and we will catch you all next time. But until then, let's go abs.